You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lamps Podcast. I'm Kyle Wright. Kim here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, you know, first actual snow of the season, I feel like, so it's a great time to record a podcast. Um, yeah. Wolves are doing okay. Blazers yeah, two- are a mess. So Blazers are a mess. You know, yes. It is what it is. Yeah, so last week, only one episode our bad. Uh, we'll have three this week, um, including we'll we'll get to the card corner um, later on in the podcast from our friends at Three Star Sports Cards. Um, I guess like a few things to talk on for Wolves. Uh, Towns hurts his back on Wednesday against the Wizards. Keeps him out against on on Friday um, against the um, against the Nets. Um, still a pretty competitive game overall, five points. Yeah. Um, the, the Wizards game, you you have to win that game. They don't. They, I mean, I think they were up like quite a bit at half, but, um, regardless up next, um, Hawks and jazz. And I think like towns being out, uh, obviously now's reads a solid backup. I guess I didn't, I didn't know how hot towns was going into when he was hurt. Um, like 31 points over three games. So obviously he's been awesome. Um, as much as we talk about like his body language, it's like, he's still the best like player on the team. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. it's it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and it's a tailboat, right? Not, not like a, yeah, it sounds like a tail. Yeah, base. I, th- I think it's basically like he just fell too hard on yeah. his lower back, and it's probably bruised and probably tender. Uh, when you say back a, injury, it's like terrifying. I know, right? Especially the Michael severe, Porter Jr. Yeah, stuff right. we've talked yep. about. Yeah, yeah. Where it's not like a tweak in his back; it's probably mm-hmm. just like a like a bruise. Um, up next for the Wolves on Monday, they have the Hawks, and then later in the week they have the Jazz. Um, so I, I think we're all optimistic about the Wolves, eleven and twelve right now, right in the thick of the, the playoff hunt. Um, Things are about to get real quick. Uh, the, the Wolves have the toughest strength of schedule in the month of December. They play one back-to-back, seven games at home, seven on the road, and 12 games against teams above 500. Um, 
we're going to learn quite a bit about the team overall um, over, over the, the course of the next um, month or so. so Absolutely. We'll yeah, you, you would hope that Towns is able to come back for a lot of that because I don't know how much you're learning if Towns is hurt, you know? Yeah. No, it's that, and that's, that, that's it, right? Where it's like, I, I do feel, and this is nothing against Towns, but in, in nothing against Chris Finch either. I think that it probably is something that only I noticed, but I hate when coaches before the game, and this happened on Friday where Finch said like, well, you know, it's up to Cat whether he wants to play. Like, we'll see what happens. I, you put the player in such a weird position sure. because then if he doesn't play, you just think that like maybe he should have played and it comes down to like a toughness thing. It's also um, like not really probably totally his decision. Yeah. Like, if, like it's probably like him and the trainer talking yeah. about it, you know, because yeah, that's it's a weird like kind of you don't want to scapegoat your injured player. Yeah. Like playing hurt is not, I don't know. Uh, they were talking about this with Michael Bridges on the when on the in the Warriors game, the Warriors Suns game that he like dislocated his finger and then came back and the announcers were all like, "This is so awesome!" Like, yeah, and which you know, dislocated finger, sure. Like, if your trainer actually says this is legitimately just probably a pain management thing, yeah, you know, like, but can I go I, back in? Yeah, I, like, yeah. So I I get that, I and mean, it, it was great that he came back in because they did end up winning that game, um, partially because he played extremely well but or maybe no maybe i don't remember if that was the one where they lost or they won there were those two suns warriors back to like yeah back back. i don't remember which one it was so maybe it was useless um i just don't like this idea that playing hurt is the the toughness thing it's I, like not good it's it usually doesn't help your team to play hurt like if you're not 100 percent, it's usually not good to be out there yeah, especially yeah, especially in an eighty-two game season. Like yeah, right. I was just, yeah, it's not like the NFL where it's like okay, you, you play this week and we might win or whatever. It's like you know, and then you'll have like, a week off. Like if you yeah. take your ankle and then play, wrap it up and like play in the NFL, you then have a week <laughs> to to kind of rehabilitate. But yeah, yeah, no. Um, Wolves right now, um, they are in uh, eighth or ninth place in the West, um, a half game behind the Lakers um 538 over there uh which is i don't even know how accurate their models are but 54 percent chance to make the playoffs so um we will see indeed um news uh, regarding the december 17th game against the lakers um is my when i worked for the team it was my least favorite thing ever was when the like local games got flexed flexed to national games um the game against the lakers on friday the 17th which was supposed to be seven o'clock got flexed to nine and will be on ESPN now. So I guess good news because it's kind of it's a nas- national game, but like all the employees that are probably rolling their eyes because it's, they're not going to get out of there till midnight or so. So but if you have tickets to the game, that's just an FYI. I'll get to watch it on my actual TV. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a plus. <laughs> are, are, are like, are you still dealing with like the streaming wars? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, you can't get any of it on. Cause I, I like, I'm a YouTube TV and I'm not gonna, I, I don't know. I can't make myself pay for cable. I like YouTube TV for a lot of other stuff. It like integrates super nicely with league pass. So I get to watch all the other games, but of course I can't watch the wolves. Yeah. So, you know, you find other ways, but it's just easier to have them on the TV. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's definitely still something that they need to figure out because I think that there was some talk of them doing their own streaming service. I think the idea that people are going to pay 30 bucks a month just for no. Valley sports is ridiculous because unless you're, yeah, unless 
which yeah. would never happen. I think we talked about this before, but like, unless you're putting in every other sport, like around the league, like every yeah. Bally sports North or every Bally sports right. network, but then you're probably getting into some sort of league pass. You can't do that with league yeah. pass though. So unless it's like, I don't even know how that would work. I feel like it's gotta be like some kind of multi, like across league deal where you're getting obviously like twins wild. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves, but then also, I don't know if there's like a league. Is there like a league pass for baseball? Like maybe, yeah, they have like a MLB. Pass. Yeah, unless you're throwing in, unless the deal is literally you're just throwing in everything. But or hockey. Yeah, that's, that's frustrating too because like it sucks, especially when the Wolves start to play better. And then like we're hearing we're we're hitting like the dog days of winter where it's just like you and I were just talking before this like kind of a crappy weather day here in Minnesota, and it's like you're just inside anyway. So it's like yeah, oh if like my this team was on i'd be able to kill three hours. i mean what's nice with like youtube tv and league pass is that this is the content the listeners want you know yeah it's, I, i'll just like wake up and watch the second half of a couple games the yeah. next day you know and you skip the commercials you know it takes 20 minutes yeah so i, I don't know what you want it's like it would be really nice if the wolves were included in that but the lakers game will be so it will be uh so if you have tickets to that game just an fyi um uh, more news around the league. Um, this will be a relatively quick podcast, by the way, but the Blazers who are 11 and 13, um, kind of, I, I don't think their play at all has anything to do with this firing, but they fired their GM, Neil Olshay. um, rumblings of like having a, the, I think the team launched an investigation into basic like workplace workplace conduct. Yeah. And then it was really weird. Like then you get this report from like the coaches association or the GM, some sort of association like that the the GMs around the league are trying to like build a like system in place where like teams can't just like pick on them and fire them. Like it was, okay. I, did you see that? Like, no, let me find yeah, so this. Right after um, NBA GMs um, union. I don't know. So they fired him because of the misconduct probe. Yeah, so, yes, but, like, literally right after they launched the investigation, um, the GMs um, collectively support a blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, they're attempting to form a union mm. um, to protect themselves. Um, well, I don't think a union would have protected Olshay. Yeah, so, Kate, you, you, you probably know more than I do. I haven't, like, been, been able to really look into it much. What were the allegations and... Well... It's interesting because they didn't actually release the probe. Um, they, which I kind of understand in this case. Basically, they were like, we don't want to out the people who reported this yeah. stuff, which is fair. Yeah. Um, and so they just said, we're not going to release the probe, but it was clear that he should be fired. That's and so I think it was, I think it was just like hostile working environment. It was non-player personnel. Um, I think it's probably honestly similar to some of the stuff that was going on with Kirsten. Yeah. Except for the, you know, affairs stuff. Yeah. Um, there, I, I don't know. There wasn't an, an explicit indication that it was like sexual misconduct or something like that. I think it was really more like um, fostering a bad work environment, yelling at people, being really yeah. hard to work with. Um, which I mean, he had a reputation for. I mean, the media said that. You know, Jason Quick, who's who covers the Blazers better than anybody else, was like, "Yeah, he's an asshole." Often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, also, I think like 
this sucks to say, but it's like I think if the Blazers were also really like doing well, this would kind of not have happened. Like, it would yeah, not, it would have maybe been pushed under the rug a little bit more. I hope it would not have. Um, but like, yeah, the Blazers are a mess, and it seems like there are some pretty large scale changes coming down the pipeline um, in terms of like player personnel, front office, like everything. It kind of seems like they're about to get blown up, which I think is a good thing. Um, but I just wonder how this would have been different if the Blazers had actually been competitive because they don't look competitive right now. Yeah. And okay. So, um, Joe Cronin takes over. He's the director of player Mm -hmm. personnel. Um, similar to the situation where like, kind of like the, the Timberwolves were in prior to the season where it's like, how much power do you have to make moves? I'm curious about like the, the, the Lillard situation. Does this change anything of, like whether the team does anything yeah. with him or I guess like, does it change like the, the short term for future of the Blazers? I think long term, like a rebuild is coming. It's yeah. just like when it, it's, it's like the question is like when and like how fast mm-hmm. does that happen? That's a, I mean, that's the million dollar question, right? Like I, I think that there is a way to blow it up around Lillard um, and keep him. Like, I don't think that a rebuild necessary. I mean, it really depends on his attitude, right? Like, yeah. if you go to Lillard, he's like, all right, like, I'm okay with, like, kind of a fast rebuild. Like, trade CJ, trade Nurk, trade, like, trade Covington. Yeah. Like, these are pieces that could get you back assets. Yeah. Like, it's not like there's nothing there. Um, Obviously, trading Lillard is the best path to getting, like, the kind of many draft picks, long-term rebuild kind of deal. Yeah. But I also do wonder how much autonomy that front office has i think they work very closely with jody allen who's the owner um i don't know i i mean i think the other thing that's kind of going on in the background is there's been a real disconnect between chauncey billups and the team like yeah it's not been good the way that he's asking them to work is very very different than the way that stats did and while that's not necessarily a bad thing it's like maybe this roster just like isn't gonna fit with what he's doing so so i don't know i it's hard to say it's always like who knows how much power the front office will have who knows it's just like you have to be in the room to know um there hasn't really been but i i think like certainly if the blazers got like a really really good offer for lou and i would not blame them for saying yes yeah no, because I... it's kind of time, like as much as like obviously Lillard is my favorite player of all time. I would love for him to stay on the Blazers, but like you can't say he didn't give it a run. Like if you think about like all the years of him being on the team, like they did some pretty great, yeah, things for a small market franchise. And like it reminds me so much of the reboot. the Garnett situation in Minnesota. Yeah. To be honest, where like you like get to the Western Conference Finals, um, like you make these playoff runs, like you get the pieces next to you that never really seemed good enough, mm-hmm. but also like what were your options at the time, right? And then like you hit a wall where it's like, all right, what like what do we do? Like, yeah, um, yeah, and like it's pretty interesting in the West, um, especially because I think like you look at some teams to like tie in the Timberwolves again. You look at some of the teams that they're competing with for like some of those spots. You look at Denver. Um, certainly the culture has never been in question, but you have Jamal Murray torn ACL, um, PJ Dozier, I think towards ACL, he's up for the season. He was Murray's replacement. And then you have, uh, the Michael Porter jr. Situation. Um, they're hanging around there at 11, 11. You have the Lakers yeah. who, um, like we've talked about them before, like just kind of a mess with their roster. Um, you have Portland 11 and 13 
fire their GM. Then you have the Kings who are 10 and 14 and they fired Luke Walton already. And then, I mean, you have like the Spurs, um, the Spurs are the Spurs, but then you have like the Pelicans and it seems like Zion had a setback. He's going to be out for longer than, yeah. than we thought. So it's like, there's it's, an opportunity. Yeah. It seems like there's like a window here to like, you know, like figure, figure out like what team is like the, um, I don't know what the word is, but like, the, the least uh messed up right right now and like can yep. you just like be like kind of normal and, and and win some games so um i mean there are four really good teams in the nba right now right i mean it's the suns the warriors the nets and the uh bucks yeah and I you could throw like. in like the the bulls maybe sure um, with sure. with their run but yeah yeah for sure like if but you're like, like outside you're of picking that, teams to win a title you're probably going like phoenix golden state brooklyn and in in the Bucks. But there's yeah. a lot of but there's a lot of malleability outside of that yeah in turn, and and if you're the wolves like you're not winning a title this year obviously but like if you can like not be in the play-in you yeah know, like if you can that's a huge and there's an opportunity there because it's like totally you know you get one through four and, and memphis is at fourth right now and they're 13 and 10 the Wolves are like two games back from them. And in between that, you have, I mean, we talked about this before. It reminded me of that Jimmy Butler season so much. But like, yeah. And then like from, from basically the four seed to the 10th seed or 11th seed, there's like two games separating. Like mm-hmm. after a week, this whole thing could shift. So yep. um, yeah, fun times, fun times overall. Uh, speaking of fun times overall, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, with the, with, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner one, once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NF- NF- NFL must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Uh, Julian, this is one of our two card corners this week. Um, so I did a... I, I stopped in there on Friday. I picked up some cards back from PSA. Uh, it, it's funny because all these cards are coming back from PSA, and I think everybody's fear is like here it it's basically the the saturation of the market and all these base cards that we were grading um for example like the luka Doncic 2018-19 rated rookie we both have one of those and it seems like everybody does but that was going that card was going for 375 dollars back in september um it's already dipped to under 200 dollars, and it it has nothing to do with luka Doncic um and his play or his plus minus or whatever it has everything to do with just people are getting these cards back um, from, from PSA and, and you're getting all these base cards. Uh, and people it, selling all those? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, so in that's a, that's a pretty interesting. So basically I, I've like, I guess like three points here I want to make one. It sounds like PSA is going to open soon um, mm-hmm. for like three star sports cards. They hint at it in some of their social posts. We don't know what the price is going to be. So like, obviously the rule of thumb is like, let's like, we, we now know like base cards that are not what they, they, they were, you know, a year ago when nobody was nope. really grading cards, everybody decided to grade cards at the same time. So what's that price point going to be where like, it's not worth it to send some of these cards in. Um, so that, that's something to keep keep an eye on. A- another thing to talk about is uh, this time of year, especially, I always thought it'd be the other way around where I thought like maybe like sales would, would pick up, but um 
the card market actually like tends to dip always in like December and January. Mm. Um, mostly because if you think about it, like you're not giving somebody a gift as a card, like, right. Like my wife is not giving me like a box of cards. Right. But like I might sell some of my cards to like buy a better gift for somebody else. Interesting. Um, so I think if you look at, and I've noticed this too, just with like some of my, my graded cards that I've been selling that, um, none, none of them are like big hitters, but like, I'm just realizing like they're going for, you know, like 30% yeah. less than what I normally thought they would. And I think it's just because you have so many sellers right now. Um, and very few buyers, like people are just huh. trying to get money or people are, um, yeah, like I, I think like pe- people j- tend to go in debt over the holidays and they probably don't want to do it. Um, buying sports cards. So just, just an FYI, if you're trying to sell stuff, yeah. unless you like absolutely need to maybe like hold off until like, you know, mid, mid January or whatever. But then again, I guess if you're getting cards back from PSA and you don't want to wait another month for the market to get, um, you know, to get more of those cards back, I guess, uh, it's pick your poison. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think before it was, it was almost like NBA top shot, Julian, where like NBA mm-hmm. top shot before, if you bought like a $14 pack, you were pretty guaranteed. much like guaranteed to like, at least like quadruple it. Like you're going to yeah. get $50 back immediately where similar, like with, with PSA, like if you were sending in 11 cards for $16 a card, like, to j- basically just make $180 back. Like it was almost a gimme if you were yep, sending totally. in like normal cards where now, like I just got a batch back on Friday and granted it's, it was, it was probably my worst one that I've sent in so far. And it's like, I'll probably lose 30 or 40 bucks off of it. Um, yeah. And hopefully that's, I, I still have, like I mean, that's another, like a healthier market though, right? It is in for sure. Ways. Yeah. And I think what you're like, hopefully we end up seeing out of all of this is like, yep. Like the Lucas and like these guys were their base cards like rookies are still going to be super valuable, but it's like the Cam Reddish Donruss rated rookie PSA 10 that, you know, eight months ago was yeah, worth right, right, 80 right. or $90 is worth 15 or 20. And that's probably right. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's probably the right thing. Cause I was thinking like, if you save some of these cards, right. And I'm selling this Cam Reddish card in like 12 years, like who cares, right? Like it's, yeah. it's hot because it's hot now. So, um, yeah, just just an FYI. I think as you get cards back, um, it's the the market is adjusting accordingly. Still so. going to try to grade my Lamelo and Edwards. Basically. Yeah, and hopefully they, hope hopefully they open back up. I tried SGC for for grading. I think I talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before. The values just don't really hold. I've I've yeah. noticed like it's it probably wasn't worth it for twenty five bucks a card. But um, you know, you live and learn. I didn't I didn't send anything like huge there. So. Um, okay. So you'll listen to this people. This is on a Monday. We have another podcast we'll record on Tuesday. That'll be out Wednesday. And then we'll record one on Thursday and we'll, we'll release that on Friday. So we'll probably do a mailbag to mix things up this week. Um, and then maybe a guest later on. So, all right, Julian. Cool. Thank you. Kind sir. Um, enjoy, uh, we'll drive safe. If you drive anywhere today, yeah, price mark. Um, but otherwise, yeah, thank you. Kind sir. And I will uh, talk to you later this week. 